What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor today celebrates episode number 100 of season three of Straight Up Sabres. Congratulations, my friend. I can't believe we made it. Yeah, and we're now over, I believe, 250 total between this and Blue and Gold Make Dalian, and probably close to 300 if you count Rick's reviews, but... I don't, uh, I don't even know where those are anymore. Those might not, be scrubbed we, from history. Yeah, I don't know either. But we're <laughs> going to do something special today to celebrate our 100th episode of the season. We're going to be wrapping up Season 3, actually, with the 101st episode on Thursday before we kick off Season 4 next week. But we have a little something special planned for today. So do you want to explain to everybody what we're going to be doing today? Yes. Uh, so I got – not really my idea. I shouldn't say it was an idea at all. I read in – February after the Super Bowl, the sports writer named Bob Sturm, he covers football and he has this franchise ranking system he does. And he does it a couple different ways, but the main way he does it is giving you five possible types of seasons. And then you get points based on what kind of season you had. So to explain that, you win the Super Bowl, you get 11 points. You lose the Super Bowl, you get five. You lose in the conference final round, you get three. If you make the playoffs, you get one. And if you don't make the playoffs, you get nothing. Uh, so that's just an 11-5-3-1 point system. And I was like, why not use that for hockey? I mean, I got the idea of just being like, what would that look like? So a couple things about that. One is it just the points work the exact same way. You just replace the Stanley Cup and Super Bowl or Super Bowl with the Stanley Cup. Second, I went through and I I thought, how what would be a fair way to do this? There's no real fair way because, you know, obviously like Vegas is new. Vegas has existed for five years, I think. In those five years, they've been much better than the Sabres last five years, but the Sabres have accomplished more overall, you would say. But it's not unfair in the other way, because I'm what I'm saying is, which franchise has been the most successful? Not overall. What's Which franchises have accomplished the most? Not necessarily like who's had the most impressive overall run. So efficiency doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Vegas has made the playoffs in four of the years and, and made the conference finals three times and made a cup because, for example, the Sabres have made two cups. Or, you know, look at someone else on here, like the Dallas slash Minnesota franchise, Dallas slash Minnesota North Stars. So that's another thing. Uh, teams that moved, I'm counting their whole history. So Atlanta slash Winnipeg and then Winnipeg slash Phoenix. The Winnipegs are two different things. So the... The Dale Howarchuk Winnipeg Jets don't count towards the current Jets. They count towards Phoenix. And then, you know, that's most teams in the NHL have moved at some point, weirdly. Not most, but like eight of them. So counting all those. And then let's, I was going to mention one more thing before we get into it. Oh, yes. this I only went back to 1967. Uh, I consider that kind of the modern era for a few reasons. First of all, there's only six teams in most of the NHL for a lot of that time between like 42 and 67, I want to say. Before that, there's like a mess. There was another Ottawa Senators. There's New York Americans. That whole thing's a mess. I know the original six era, you, I could have gone back to 42, but that's, I don't know. Six teams isn't really a league. It's no. not, it's not the same thing. So I started at 67 when the first expansion happens. That seems, I mean, expansion's never ending. We literally are still expanding. So anyway, that's the way I did it. And I ranked them. So I'm just going to get Brennan's reaction. Uh, number one and number 32 are probably insanely obvious. But I think there's some interesting things uh, in the middle. So we go 32 down. Yep. So let's start with 32. No surprise, Seattle. Zero points. Ah. Yeah, they've existed for one season and they didn't make the playoffs. So 
I mean, that's kind of obvious. So that was where it gets interesting. Yes. Number two, not number two, number 31, Columbus. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's not good considering they've existed for more than 20 years. They have only racked up six points via this system, which is just literally six playoff losses before the conference final. God. Yep. Only one playoff series win. So it doesn't, doesn't get you any points going from the first round to the second under this exercise. But yeah, Columbus, 31. 30. You want to guess? You want to guess who 30 is? Um, hmm, that's tough. Who is it? Tell me. Winnipeg slash Atlanta. Winnipeg slash Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so since Atlanta became expansion team, expansion team, sorry, uh, through current, they have won zero cups, made zero cups, and only appeared in one conference final, and only have five playoff appearances besides that. So not very successful. And, folks, I think they're on their way down again based on the uh, the recent hire they made and the uh, leadership restructuring they're doing. Weird stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, they're probably done. 28 slash 29 is actually a tie and I had no idea how to break ties here. So I just kept him. Uh, it is Vegas in Florida. Wow. Interesting that they're equal given that Florida's got over 20 years on Vegas, right? Yeah. Roughly a quarter century. Uh, they both have 12 points and did they come the exact same way. No. So Vegas, Obviously, like I mentioned, they made a cup, lost two conference finals. Florida made a cup their third year. That is basically half their points. Besides that, they have seven first-round losses, I believe. First or second-round losses. God. That's tough. And another not-great year this year. But Florida did tie Vegas this year. Vegas was ahead of Florida. But Vegas didn't make the playoffs this year. Florida did, at least. They got one point and tied back up. Here's a question. Who is ahead after this coming season? Uh, they stay tied. I want to say. Wow. Okay. Which is to say, they're both going to win the Stanley Cup. No, I think they're both playoff teams. So, one of them could make the conference final. I mean, they both could make the conference final, but I think most likely they're still tied. Okay. Uh, twenty-seven. Uh, a franchise that's been consistently pretty successful, but hasn't accomplished much in the postseason in their short time in the league. It's Minnesota. Yeah, I figured they'd be coming. Yeah, they uh they have made the playoffs a decent amount. They've made it uh twelve times, but only one time, their first playoff appearance, did they make a conference final. So Damn. Yeah, that's they've had a lot of first round losses if you go through their hockey reference page. And that's really continued. Uh they lost in the first round again this year. So Jeez. only yeah. The other thing I was going to mention here, by the way, in terms of it not being fair, things are a little different now. Exactly half the league makes the playoffs. And if you're a hockey fan, you probably know this. It used to be absurdly easy to make the playoffs in the Mm -hmm. 80s, especially. 16 of 21 teams made it at one point. Ridiculous. But, so yeah, there is an advantage to having been around in the 80s, I would say. All right, so next. For some things in life. (laughs) Yeah. For example, um, you were pretty soon going to – get to see the 90s and the, yeah. the the indie filmmaking boom for people who really loved perms too perms i mean not me not for me but good for all uh. you guys uh super reactionary uh big budget movies mm. interestingly if you look back at it 
And like I said, you're not too far away from the mid nineties, which is one of the greatest uh, times in terms of everything in America. End of history. You won the, we won the cold war or something, I guess. Sports were fun. Movies were back. Mm. TV, whatever. Who cares about TV? I mean, it was on, so whatever. Great music. Oh, man. Wish I could go back. The Sabres were good. <laughs> anyway, oh. 26, the Nashville Predators. Okay, also makes sense. Surprised me a little at first. So they've made the playoffs 15 times. Do you know how many times they've advanced past the second round? Uh, I'm going to say twice. Once. Really? They lost a cup to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they also love losing in the first round. They have a ton of first round losses. Wow. Oh, my God. Yep. All right. And then 25. This is an interesting one because this is not a new franchise at all. This franchise is more than 40 years old. It is the Arizona slash first version of Winnipeg. Come on. That bad, huh? No cup appearances. One conference final appearance. Arizona in the 2000 and like the early 2010s too was the king of like, hey, they made it to the first round. Lose. Early 2000s too when they first moved there. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and apparently so is Winnipeg because they have lost uh, before the conference finals 19 of the 20 times they made the playoffs as a franchise. So that's tough. Gotta say, that's tough. All right, next. uh, A new-ish, not that new, but within the last 30 years, Ottawa. Uh, They have made, yeah, I mean, they made the Stanley Cup once, unfortunately. They also made the conference finals two other times and 13 other playoff appearances, but no points racked up in the last five years for Ottawa. Five straight playoff misses. So wouldn't know anything about that. No, but they have been passed, I would say, in this era by at least one team. Which is the San Jose Sharks, number 23. Figured they'd be coming. Yep, San Jose. Another team, man. They just were seemingly just so good for so long for, what, a good, pretty much the entirety almost of Joe Thornton's tenure there. and Nothing. Never were able to get over the hump. Well, so they came into the NHL together with Ottawa, I believe, or the year before or the year after. They were part of the early 90s expansion. And, man, I it's weird that they're this close to me. Mm. Like San Jose has 33 points. Ottawa has 24. I wouldn't have expected that, to be honest. But the thing is, San Jose really, really blew it a lot in the playoffs. They've only made one cup. They, made the con- they lost in the conference finals four times, so they're one and four in the conference finals. And yeah, 16 losses before the conference finals. We know they were favored in a few of those. And Mm. there's definitely some teams San Jose could have won the cup with basically from the late 90s until like three, four years ago. And never did it. Never did it. So 22, a team that you might not expect to be ahead of uh, San Jose is Anaheim. Wow. Yeah. Anaheim has 34 points. They, uh, They also haven't really been active in the playoffs in a few years. But it's worth remembering they won a cup, they lost another cup, and they made the conference finals a good amount. In the, uh, I'm sure you remember the uh, their 2010s through like 2015 era of being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no cup appearances in that time, but good for them. All right, Shout 21. Yeah, 21. The Carolina Hurricanes. No comment. They weirdly. Uh, 
they have they they appeared in the conference finals at least four playoff appearances in a row, but those appearances were in I think it's oh two oh six oh nine and twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen like not near completely different teams and they just were always in the conference finals when they made it but yeah they have a decent amount of playoff appearances the less said the better twenty and this one surprised me for them being this low it's Vancouver the Canucks. Are you surprised by that at all? A little bit, given how long they've been around and that they had a pretty good run there. Again, though, they're kind of like San Jose, though, in that they were good seemingly every year, but really just never were able to to get over the hump. Yes. Well, and this this is what surprised me. First of all, uh, they're expansion sisters with the Sabres, which means that we're ahead of them. I would have not guessed that after the last decade. However, hmm. the reason is they've made three cups, lost all three of them, those are their only three conference finals appearances. Really? Yeah. I'm, I should also say, by the way, I did this all today. So I, there might be a mistake or two in here. If you catch it, just let me know on Twitter. But yeah, they have 25 playoff appearances where they just didn't make it past the second round. So it was in, I just, I was, they were not good. They were not good in the 70s and 80s. They made the one cup was by total surprise in 81 or 82, whatever it was, and they lost. And then 94, they almost win, but kind of a surprise then as well. And then they were incredible in like 2010, 2011, Mm -hmm. but so close to getting that one done. Number 19, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Never heard of them either. I promise that I did not cut do the cutoff as expansion uh, just to spite the Leafs, but it didn't hurt. Uh, They... Brandon, do you know how many cups they've appeared in since the original six era ended? Zero? Zero cups. That's right. They also have only been to the conference finals five times. All pretty close together. All between. Yeah, pretty much all between 93 and 03, I believe. Or 04, Mm -hmm. maybe. Anyway, yeah. 44 total points for Toronto. Which puts them directly behind the Buffalo Sabres. Hey, that's right. That's Probably right. You know who's ahead. Let's go, baby. That's right. The Sabres, if you do this probably 10 years ago, the Sabres are definitely uh, higher than they are now. I'm just looking at the sheet. They've definitely gotten past by maybe like seven or eight teams in that time. It is uh, not pretty for the Sabres, unfortunately. Oof. They, uh, yeah, that's have. Zero points in the last 11 seasons now, I believe. So, and frankly, since 2007, they only have two total points for their two playoff appearances. You don't love to see it, folks. And yeah, that, that we don't love. Yeah. So if you're, if you're keeping score at home, the Sabres, uh, two cup losses, four conference finals losses, and then 23 other playoff losses. So now that I'm looking at this, anyone actually, yeah. Okay. We do have a couple cup winners already. All right. Moving on, the last team in the, the the bad half of the league, I guess you would say, is Washington. There you go. Okay, makes sense. Finally think, punched their cup. Yeah, and I think this specific way of uh, measuring things, like the system that Bob Sturm came up with, definitely punishes teams that make the playoffs a lot and lose in the first two rounds, more so than you would think. Like, this really is a, a big playoff success type thing. And, man, Washington – super weird franchise history they have one cup win one cup loss one conference finals loss 30 first two round losses 
30. I mean, that totally matches up with what we've seen, but also worth remembering, they were very bad when they first started, and they weren't really ever good until the late 80s. So, interesting. Took them until these past couple years to pass uh, the Sabres. Good for them. We'll be passing them again in a couple years anyways. Yep. All right, and then uh, starting the, the top half of the league, we got Calgary. Okay, that makes sense with the Flames. They've had a good amount of success throughout their history. They have, but again, you're you're going to be surprised by how uh, rare it's been for them to make the Final Four. They have a cup win, two cup losses, one conference final loss. That's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, they also had quite a few playoff misses. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. They have 51 points, but they've made the playoffs quite a few times. They made the playoffs more than 30 times, which is uh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, really, though. So let All me right. ask you, Taylor, as you were going through this, uh, to what degree, I guess, and maybe this is a question for the end, too, but to what degree were you uh, disagreeing with the ranking, like the order, based on the formula? Well, I think... It would, it would have made it harder for me, but I think maybe you should get, like, a point for a playoff series win. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that uh, – and then, I, I mean, winning – I guess winning a championship is, is so, like – I mean, you just remember it forever, and it's so important that I guess it makes sense that it's more valuable than everything else combined. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. The other thing is what I really don't agree with it is – like no points for winning a playoff series, I guess. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's tough. That one I don't necessarily agree with either. Yeah. Yeah. So next, uh moving on to number 15. This is uh definitely the biggest riser in recent years. It's Tampa Bay. Wow. Makes now, sense. It, yeah. So Tampa Bay. Very bad when they first started. Not a good expansion team and not good after that at all. Really were and then all of a sudden it was like switch flipped. Second year with Tortorella, they win the cup. And then that team was kind of done pretty quick though. Like they were definitely screwed over by the lockout. And then they got really bad for a minute and then really good again. So they, they made the conference finals in twenty eleven, cup in fifteen, conference finals again, conference finals in eighteen, and then now have played in three straight cups. And at that point it's like like they, they've, they're on one of the best runs we've seen in years, I would say. And that puts them ahead of teams like like Calgary. Calgary's been around a lot longer than them, dating back to their Atlanta days. Washington, I mean, these some Toronto. Toronto's been around since 67, like in, in terms of this ranking. They've obviously been around much longer. But yeah, Tampa's just leapt past everyone in the last few years. And looking at it right now, they have... A couple cups will do that. Yeah. They made it to at least the conference finals eight times, and they're all within the last 20 years. Good for them. Yeah. Good franchise. Good franchise. Yeah. So after that, this is this is one that was interesting to me too. Los Angeles. Are you surprised they're only 14th? Interesting. I mean, not necessarily, though. Like, uh, well, a little bit, actually. I would have thought they would have been a little bit higher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's – I guess the weird thing is they've made they've won two cups recently, right? Right. But they have not had a lot of playoff success besides those. That's what I, mean, I would that's why I had a little bit of pause there in terms of them being higher up, but I guess I mean again, two cups and kind of just consistently being a good team 
over the past, you know, 10 plus years has helped. Yeah. They, the thing is, they, they only made, they made a cup in 93 and they really just haven't been in the conference finals besides that. And they lost a conference final to Chicago in 2013. That's it. They've only made it to the conference finals five times in 55 years. Wow. So they're, they're another team that was just really bad for a while and no one really paid attention. I mean, who's your favorite member of like the 90s Kings? Luke Robitaille. Yeah, well, he's, he's still been around in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember they, I think they didn't win a playoff series between going to the cup and then upsetting Detroit in like 02 or whatever that was, or 01. Yeah, the 2000s, of course, is Ziggy Palfy. Yeah. For obvious reasons. But then they were bad and, like, super anonymous before they got, like, Dowdy. Yeah, and, like, Quick and Kopitar coming around. Yeah, so, like, 06 Kings-ish. I mean, Kopitar might have been around as a young guy at that point, but, like, they were really bad and really not an exciting franchise. Oh, yeah. yeah, They more than made up for it. Obviously, those two playoff runs were huge for them. A huge swing here, honestly, is that 2014 series where they came back from 3-0 down. I mean, San Jose could have won the cup that year. That could flip both of them. You know, that was a very impactful series. Mm-hmm. All right, 13, the, the New Jersey Devils. Ugh. Yeah, I don't love it either. They, uh, they, they're a team that's definitely getting passed in recent years because they have really not added to, in the last, I believe, 10 years, I think they've gotten one point from one playoff appearance. But they did win three cups and they made two more, so that'll uh, that'll vault you ahead a little bit. Yeah, so and having like the sixth best goalie of all time helps too. Yeah, no, I man, I, I love Kevin Weeks. Yeah, exactly. All right, number twelve. This, if this, you know, were a uh, a list that anyone besides Sabres fans was going to listen to, this could spark some uh, drama right here. Just ahead of them, the New York Rangers. Wow. Literally one point ahead. So they've, they, uh, the, the Rangers are a, uh, original six team, obviously the least successful of the original six. And also not, I mean, to, to my point before, who's your favorite 1970s New York Ranger? Oh boy. 1970s, probably, uh, Rod Gilbert. Smoking Joe McGee. Yeah. Yeah. He did be smoking. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. They were uh, in a dark, dark place. Even even during the uh, original six era, they didn't win a cup. I think the last time they won a cup was when there were still all the other weird teams floating around, like the Americans and the old senators and the Metropolitans or whatever. Mm. So they uh, they obviously won one cup in 94, and they lost another one. Sorry, they lost two, actually. They lost one in the 70s, early 70s, I believe. Uh, six conference finals appearances. So, yeah, they the Devils shot directly past them in the 90s and early 2000s and this season they finally caught up to the devils so good for rangers fans i guess you got the upper hand yeah and uh surely uh, things will only get better from here on out definitely good luck with capo caco <laughs> all right 11 colorado slash quebec colorado yeah i mean that makes sense you know again that's another one that i feel like uh, it could go either way where it's like either it makes sense or I feel like it can maybe be a little bit higher, but still it's, it makes sense for them. I mean, they had their obviously success in the nineties. um, And of course, again, like with this past year, obviously they, but they, you know, the past couple of years have been consistent in the playoffs, but they also had a lot of downtime too, where they were able to accumulate these high draft picks that have kind of helped them 
getting to the place that they're in now, which I'm sure we were to do this exercise again and say like three years, they'll be on the top 10. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it hurts them a little bit that they're a big second round loser team and have been for like, until this season, it'd been more than 20 years since they'd gone to a conference final. Mm -hmm. But to the point you made, their first seven seasons in Colorado, six conference finals appearances. They were sick. Yeah. It's uh, pretty wild. So yeah, now they've won three cups and they also, they had moderate success in the playoffs with Quebec. Not really early on. Quebec was pretty good. A couple conference finals appearances. Mm -hmm. They obviously were not good at all in the late eighties. And then by the time they were getting good, they were shipped off to Colorado. So yeah, that's Colorado jumped a few teams this year as well. They jumped the Rangers, even with the Rangers making the conference finals. And I believe they jumped New Jersey this year. Yeah. And the Kings quite a, quite a bit of jumping going on this year. Actually, this was a very uh, impactful postseason for that. So we're to the top 10 and here's one that surprised me a little bit, but okay. I thought about it not really anymore. Dallas. I mean, great. (laughs) It surprised me for a second until I remembered that they were also the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, I I guess that helps. But even still, though, I mean, you had 99 and then. What do they have? How many do they have as the North Stars? Just one, right? No wins as the North Stars, but they have. Okay, yeah. So they had, but they had two cup appearances in 81 Uh, or 82. And then in 91, when they lost to Pittsburgh pretty badly. But, and then a couple years ago. Yeah, 2020. Fake season, whatever. But a lot of playoff appearances. You know, like I said, being around in the 80s helped in that way. 71 points. They also, this kind of surprised me, uh, six conference finals losses. I was. I was not expecting wow. that, to be honest. Wow. There's just – I think they – the thing with them is they sneak up on you every couple of years. Like, they were in the conference finals in 08. Would anyone really remember that team very much? No. They were really just a team – they were there to get steamrolled by Detroit. But, yeah, very weird. Very weird uh, yeah. that they're this high. But, yeah, they just – more success than you would expect at Minnesota. They're two random play, big playoff runs, and then obviously a couple of years ago didn't hurt either. So, continuing, a team that's uh, very near and dear to your heart, number nine is St. Louis. Wow, look at the Blues go. Yeah, you would think this is a team that would get punished uh, by this system, but one thing you would forget, the very stupid setup of the uh, original expansion era from 67 to 70. Mm. Uh, For those unfamiliar, the NHL doubled in size in one year, not advisable. They added six teams and then put those six teams in their own conference. So one of those teams had to go to the cup. Six expansion teams, same conference. St. Louis wins the conference three, the first three years. Well, the only three years of the system and lost all 12 games in the cup. They did not even win a Stanley Cup game. Love that for them. And then made the playoffs. They had the lo- at one point the longest streak in North America. They made the playoffs 25 years in a row before the 0405 lockout. 25 years in a row, only made the conference finals twice. Crazy. But what did they do recently? They beat Boston, and they won a Stanley Cup. And that helped them out a lot, actually. They, they've definitely been steady risers. But, yeah, they're, they have lost, uh, let's see here, in the first two rounds of the playoffs, 36 times. 
36. 36. So you take away those other, you know, three cup years to start that they were stupidly in the Stanley Cup. They have played 41. They've had 41 playoff appearances since then, since they broke up the all expansion conference. 36 losses in the first two rounds. Absurd. That is outrageous. Yeah. They loved it, though, I guess. I mean, the Blues have always been relevant. There's a time in, like, the late aughts, I would say, that they were kind of blah. But since then, it's been, like, they've been consistently good. They're consistently good in the, the aughts. They, in the 90s, they, I mean, they had great playoff series. They had Gretzky for a little while. They had basically every member of the 80s Oilers on their team at mm-hmm. one point or another. And, like, yeah, I mean, they've just always been a relevant team. So, anyway. Yeah, very true, very true. Number eight. This also would cause um, some consternation in the in the tri-state area. The New York Islanders. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Definitely. Now, they have they nobody. The they, you know, were middling for a long time in the 2000s there. But, you know, they're back. They were still at least, I mean, how many playoff appearances they have in the, in the 2010s? Like, probably half the years, I would guess, if I had to put money on it. Yeah, well... Not not in 2010s, but they made it in 20 and 21. So if you go like 2013 to 2021, they definitely made it more than half the years. That's probably what I'm thinking of, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then they had a ton of success early on. They won those four cups in the 80s, obviously, and then lost a fifth one. They went to the cup five years in a row. They also made the, uh, the semifinals, conference finals, quite a lot in that time, in the 70s, before then. So between like the mid seventies and mid eighties is when almost all of this success came. Yeah. They've only had 14 other playoff appearances. So they've made, tw- they made the playoffs 26 times as a franchise and almost half of them, they went to the conference final. At so least. at what point did, or who had like 44 points then on this list? 44 points. Yeah. But what number? Um, Toronto had it at what 19, 16, 19th, 19th. Damn, so that means the Islanders, you could have stopped counting for them after the 80s, and they would still be ahead of those bottom 13 teams, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like three conference finals appearances, one cup loss, one cup win. Like, yeah, they're super high up. They've they've made the conference finals. Uh, they made it twice in a row in 20 and 21, so that's six points or whatever. Yep. Uh, that is, like, mostly all the points they've had, like – they have definitely shot right down the list since then. I'm sure at some point they were number one, maybe, or number two, probably number two at some point in like the 80s right. from this uh, perspective. But yeah, they it's not been great since then. And uh, they had a nice little couple of years, but I think that's over as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you believe this? We have a three-way tie for fifth place. Uh, not surprising, but give it to me. It is Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Detroit. Intr- okay, so those are three teams that absolutely fit the mold of, of being a top five yep uh edmonton another team that got most of their points in in a relatively short amount of time they've made it to at least the conference finals 10 times uh eight of those times were in the 80s one was this year and one was 2006 sorry not one was 1990 90 91 92 they made it well anyway so now they uh they have 88 points as does detroit who was terrible, terrible, terrible uh, for a long time, including the 70s. Not good at all. Starts to get good in the late 80s. And, folks, we know Detroit. Four cup wins, two cup losses. Weirdly, only four conference finals losses. Hmm. They uh, 
their thing for a while was winning the cup in dominant fashion or getting embarrassed by uh, some lesser opponent in the first two rounds. They did that quite a bit. They they lost to the Kings. They lost to mm-hmm. the Ducks. They got swept by the Ducks, and they lost to Calgary, and then they lost to the Oilers in 06. So not, not good, but they also won the cup, so I don't feel bad for them uh, or their fans. And then who else did I say? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, super interesting. Very bad first 20 years of their franchise. They got Mario. They get good. They've won four cups. They lost another cup, four conference finals appearances. They also love getting upset when they don't win the cup. Getting upset. Well, of course, they're upset when they don't win the cup. But getting upset in the playoffs or winning the cup. That's been a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one of those three do you think is the most impressive? Like, which one would you take as, uh, if you had to do a tiebreaker? maybe Detroit I would say just because with Edmonton I feel like a lot of the success I mean the success and the highs were very very high but you're considering that one they had the best player of all time on their team to like with Detroit and Edmonton I think the big differentiator is that while you had a couple of common threads the main core of their Stanley cup teams were still relatively different, like in terms of like the runs, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I would probably go with Detroit there. What about you? I agree with Detroit. And I think they're pretty important as a, as a franchise and in terms of yeah. changing the game and, and all that uh, Pittsburgh really got handed like two huge stars. So. Oh yeah. no. It's... So number four, I was a little surprised by this, but it's Chicago. Okay. I can, One of the, I um, yeah, original six. I'm surprised they're ahead of of Detroit, but same. I think it's underrated though how bad Detroit was like in yeah, the seventies, and and now now they have made the play. Well, Chicago's bad now too, but Detroit hasn't made the playoffs in six years now. Anyway, uh, let's keep it that way. Yeah. Chicago, they have the three cups. Every cup before that was in the expansion or pre-expansion era. Yep. They also have lost the cup three times. People might be surprised here because those are not recent losses. Uh, their last Stanley Cup loss was actually 30 years ago with Dominic Ashik as their backup goalie. Hey. But yeah, they've they just had a ton of playoff appearances. I mean, the conference finals as well. They were really good in the, in the 80s to like what would you say late 90s? Yeah, didn't win a cup, only made one yeah. cup, but they were consistently a contender. Definitely in the 90s, and then. They kind of got really bad, like late 90s until Pat Kane and Tay showed up. They were terrible. Yep. And it, I was going to say they had a terrible owner. They still have a terrible owner, but this terrible owner cares about winning, I would say, whereas their last terrible owner was uh, also not interested in that. Yeah. Those weren't even on TV in Chicago for a while. Embarrassing. Jesus. Yeah. Awful. Here's one that I was a little surprised by, but it made total sense when I was going through it. The Philadelphia Flyers at number three really yes okay the first expansion team to win a stanley cup and they won two in a row unfortunately they have lost six stanley cup finals since then god damn right good for them (laughs) for making it but like wow yeah and they have lost in the conference finals nine times in their franchise history all right so who do we got for two two is uh unfortunately boston but that makes sense too yeah. Uh, they uh going through it real quick. They won three cups in this time, uh, two in the early seventies, seven Stanley Cup losses. Boston and Philadelphia love losing the Stanley Cup. Uh, and Boston's are pretty fairly spread out. They have two recent ones. 
they had two to the Oilers and I think in 88 and 90. And then they had a few in the seventies as well to Montreal. So that's brutal, but they make the playoffs a ridiculous amount. They have made the playoffs uh, more, I think more than anyone on this list. And in the expansion area, they've made it 48 times and 35 of those times they've lost in the, in the first two rounds. A lot of those are more recent. A lot of, a lot of first two round losses in the nineties, aughts and 2010s and now 2020s keeping the tradition going. Uh, So yeah, they, no surprise, like I said, who number one is, but maybe people would be surprised. People seem to think this franchise won all their cups in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, instead of just most of them. Do you know who it is, Brendan? None other than the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, uh, they are definitely the most successful. It's not even close. If you're wondering what the point totals, uh, Boston was 112. Montreal was 161. They've won 10 cups since expansion. They've lost two, including a recent one. I was surprised they've only lost two. That's crazy. Uh, They've made it to five other conference finals and then 26 other playoff appearances. They don't even have that many points recently. I was looking at it. They have like, they have like 20 points in the last like 30 years since like 93, maybe a little bit more. They have more like 20 to 30, somewhere in that range. Like it's crazy. So much of what they did on here was between uh, 67 and uh, 79, I think is when Ken Dryden retires. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, no surprise, but for number, number one and 32, like I said, but is there anywhere in the middle that you're like the most, like I, if you were ranking them just based on uh, what you thought they were going to be before you saw the numbers, is there one that you're like, wow, I can't believe how high they are. Mm, you mean a team that's like really high that I would think would be lower or, or the other way, just you're surprised where they are in general. I think I'm a little bit surprised about Boston, not even so much of like them being like way lower, but I just am surprised that Detroit's of the world or of the NHL and Edmonton too, for that matter, are below them. That's a little bit surprising to be honest, but that that's really the one that I think really jumps out at least i don't know what about you did you have any my one that i'm surprised uh is high is philly just because i wouldn't expect philly you know detroit edmonton and pittsburgh they have four or five cups philly has two but yeah i was not expecting the uh six finals losses a lot of finals losses philly and on the other side i'm surprised kind of that san jose hasn't doesn't hire but i guess they're not that old of a franchise and like I said, this punishes teams that lose in the first two rounds a lot, even if they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other question is, do you think if you were going to do a more subjective version of this, is there anything you would value more to, to change the rankings? Because my answer is kind of fixing that, the fact that you can have like the best regular season and get one point like Florida this past year. I think I would do a little bit more for President's Trophy wins and things like that. Yeah, and I think the thing about like getting like a a win in a round and like the first round of the playoffs is definitely one of the big things that jumped out at me. I think that would really be a lot. And then I don't know, maybe if there's something that you can do to account for like consistency in terms of like gaps between playoff appearances, like if a team has gone no more than like three seasons not thinking of that because of anything in particular but if like there's a franchise that goes more or you know that hasn't gone more than three seasons without missing the playoffs i think that that should hold a lot of weight 
But, you know, then at the other side of that, if, and again, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head, not thinking of anybody in particular, you know, if they miss the playoffs for, you know, over 10 years straight, then that obviously is going to, going to hurt them eventually. But yeah, I don't know. Something maybe for consistency's sake though, because I think that that also can matter too. Yeah. That does make sense. Well, before we say anything else, let's uh, hear from uh, our sponsors, DraftKings. So, NHL action, sorry, buddy, the NHL action is not in full swing. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 in any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on the stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, only only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. Also, we have another sponsor. Uh, you guys might have heard if you've been listening lately. It's uh, Raycon, earbuds. So I've been listening to a lot of, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff lately, maybe a little bit of music as well. Uh, and when I do that, you know, I like to go on a nice little walk out there, uh, get some fresh air, exercise. What I really uh, enjoy is listening to those podcasts and music and whatever else on Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. So they also have Tremendous features such as customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. So like I said, I use my Raycons uh, on walks, maybe today cleaning the house, stuff like that. So if you want to do that, go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code N15. So, what else we got? Anything else happening in the world of hockey? Uh, the Sabres, again, the prospects. Yuri Kulich, out of nowhere, ends up playing and uh, played alongside Isaac Rosine on the, on the second line there for the, for the Sabres prospects in their game against New Jersey. I actually ended up... Not I wasn't able to get tickets because it sold out, but I ended up watching it yesterday. And pretty good. Matt Savoy ended up getting his first goal, which was great to see. As we were talking about, I wanted to see him produce a little bit. Um, you know, on top of his his great play that he was having, you know, with a lot of just solid play that wasn't showing up on the score sheet. Uh otherwise, though, no, not really. I think at this stage of the game, it's like, you know, we're a couple weeks out now from training camp beginning supposedly I, I would have to think we're going to get the the rollout of the reverse retro jerseys relatively soon. And then, yeah, really just preseason. And then the start of the regular season, we're less than a month out. So exciting times. 
for sure, for sure. The yeah, biggest uh, story in the hockey world right now, though, is obviously that a week from today, season four of Straight Up Sabres will be launching. That's right. Yeah. All the people are talking about it. People are going to compare it to season four of The Wire. So I agree. The drama, the twists, the turns, the acting. Yeah. And and honestly, I think maybe some some more season two vibes, but mm. we'll see. I mean, I don't know. What kind of season are the Sabres going to have? Mm. Warriors are a pretty negative show, so maybe that's not a good comparison. Who knows? I don't okay. know. Well, I'll think about it. I need to think on that, what season this is going to be like. Maybe it's season one. Hmm. Anyway, so we've been talking for a while about doing a chicken sandwich episode. And I I thought about what, what shape that could take. And uh, I don't really think it made sense. I think we talked about this already. So We did. Yeah. So I don't think we've brought it up on the show. We're not going to do a real chicken sandwich episode because our idea was basically to just eat eat on an audio format that doesn't really make sense it would need to be video we would need to have a video to accompany it and maybe we'll still do that something like that someday not as an episode but maybe as an additional thing so anyway we had a different idea where when we instead of going with the the big fast food places we talk about local places and i don't know if that brennan actually agreed to this or not so feel free to object if you don't um let it rip we what i thought we would do is if we have a like chicken sandwich fried chicken that is sandwich around here and we want to give it the straight up saber certification we do that get certified and then i do that i should say or brendan one of us and if the other person also goes there and has it then that place uh if it's certified by both of us enters the straight up sabers chicken sandwich hall of fame i love which they'll get a uh, certificate that i draw in crayon on a piece of loose leaf paper and i'm sure they'll hang that up right in their restaurant so I want to start this off by certifying a chicken sandwich I had last Tuesday, which was from Thin Man Brewery Ooh. on Elmwood, and uh, which I know you're very familiar with because you've played music there quite a few times. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had their chicken sandwich, but it's now straight up Saber certified. And, you know, maybe if you have it someday, it'll get put in the Hall of Fame. Wow. All right. Maybe we'll have to go there soon. I'll give it a go and uh, we'll have to get my ballot submitted. All right. Very nice. All right, Taylor, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share before we call it? Uh, no, I guess we, should, I don't know. Do you have any recommendations or anything? Um, do I have any recommendations? I suppose I could do a song probably, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Let's do. What should we do? Give me a genre, Taylor. Uh, R&B. Ooh, okay, I could do that. Um, R&B, why don't we go with... I'm going to go with the song Hello by Erica Badu and Andre 3000. It uh, is a fairly recent one. It, it came out, I think, like five or six years ago. Um, those two, Erica Badu and Andre 3000, famously dated in the in the early 2000s. The song Miss Jackson is allegedly about Erica Badu's mom after they had broken up. Uh, mm-hmm. But and they have a kid together too. But they were—I guess the story goes behind it—they were just kind of like hanging out, and she had this idea, and just like kind of showed it to him. And then they like sat in her living room together and just like built this song like in one night. And it's a really great song, very very like nice chill vibe. So and those two both are just like individually great in their own respective careers, obviously. So when you bring together a 
a, a combo like that, you can never go wrong. So yeah, Hello by Erica Badu and Andre 3000. What do you got? I watched the movie Barbarian on Friday. Very good time. The Dave Return the of Justin Long. What's that? Dave the Barbarian. Oh man, that was a show, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> no, I watched a, a movie called uh, Barbarian. Kid. And Justin Long was in it? Yes, The Return of Justin Long. He's great. Really? He's Is awesome. It a new movie? Yep. Yep. Cool. Just came out a couple weeks ago. It's a great time. Really fun horror vibes. Uh, wacky movie. I liked it. So I'll, I'll recommend that. I'm glad that Justin Long is is back and doing stuff. Oh, I yeah. He ever wasn't doing stuff at all, but I just haven't heard his name in a while. So that's great. I definitely have not seen him in anything in at least a decade. Yeah. Since what? Like this is the end or whatever? Was he in This is the End? Wasn't he? No. <laughs> I thought he was. Like as one of the main guys? No, I thought he had like a guest appearance in it though, didn't he? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, there let's was a lot of famous up. people. Wait, let's look this up really quick because I am. Curious. It's definitely possible now that I think about it. Yeah, with all the famous people like Michael Sarah and stuff. That's what I mean. I thought that he was, but I could totally be wrong about this. All right, what do we got? Live free or die hard. He was in. Wow. Accepted. What a what a classic. Yeah, that's two thousand six. Mm, what do we got here? He was Man, in not Ballers. What? I mean, you could tell me anyone is in Ballers. I've never seen it, so that's fair. That's fair. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was really doing a whole lot. Maybe he wasn't in This Is the End. I thought he was, but what did you think he did in This Is the End? I just thought that he was one of the people at the party. Mm. that he had some like speaking lines maybe not yeah. though now that i think about it though i have seen actually a lot of justin long because i watch f is for family i forgot that he is uh one of the voices in that but that's animated so i guess i wasn't really seeing him also he's in clerks 3 which came out recently i had heard basically nothing about clerks oh 3. okay did that already come out yeah oh, okay so he was in i mean he didn't do any obviously 2020 with like the pandemic so there really wasn't a whole lot going on there but yeah, there really wasn't like too much. I mean, he was doing just like these like smaller movies, really. Like nothing too too big that was of note like at all in throughout the 2010s. Hmm, interesting. All right, well, shout out Justin Long. He's my random saver of the episode. <laughs> all right. Justin no, I'll Long. go with um what do we want to go with here? Let's go with the. Uh, I want to go with like a nice old throwback. So I'm going to say, oh, it was just his birthday. I'll go with Jerry Korab, King Kong Korab. Yeah, I saw the post. Yeah. Big, uh, intimidating fella. I'm going to go with uh, Morris Titanic. All right. Love it. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Savers presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, on social media, and whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows. Also, make sure you're checking us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Straight Up Savers, and whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you are either following or subscribe to us, and we very much appreciate it if you'd also leave a rating. Last but not least, make sure you're checking out our sponsors. First off, DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. And secondly, 
Hit up our boy Ray J and those Raycon headphones. Buy your pair now. Take advantage. We'll be back with a brand new episode, our season finale of season three on Thursday. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Series.